film about? What's it really about? What genre does it hit? What is really being said? What's really being seen? That's what you're talking about. Hello and welcome once again to the Intermission Podcast. This is a podcast about content of all types and I'm Nitin Sundar. As usual, joined by my good friend Narendra Banad, who today is also. Uh, hi, Nitin. Today you can call me uh, Ryan. Chris Ryan is the jack of all trades at the Ringa Podcast Network, one of my favorite podcasters. Ooh, so Chris, Chris Ryan from Ringer. Jack of all trades in in many ways because Chris Ryan, a different Chris Ryan, also happens to be a very famous cricket writer. So, uh, bringing in intersections to the intermission from the other parts of my world, which is of course the cricket podcast that I'm a part yeah. of, the bits and pieces podcast. So yeah, so Chris Ryan is who Dodi is, and uh, Chris Ryan from the Ringer Network, which kind of sets up what today's episode is going to be about. We are going to be talking about the state of the podcasting industry on a podcast. So Dodi. <laughs> uh, let's Where take do it we away. begin? So I'll tell you what. Let's. Why don't we start with uh, your entry into podcasting? And by that, I don't even mean starting to podcast. But let's talk about when we discovered what podcasts were and how you started listening to podcasts. Because I know we intersected a long time back on a particular <laughs> podcast as well. So why don't you tell yeah. me when you started listening? I think I started listening to podcasts about uh, 11, 12 years back. I think it was around 2012 where a friend of mine uh, recommended a couple of podcasts to me. And I, I think the first two podcasts that I listened to were the uh, This American Life and Radio Lab, which continue to be two of the podcasts that I continue to subscribe to and listen to quite regularly. Also, two of the most popular old podcasts, right? It's yeah. I know people still say podcasting is so nascent and everything, but... It's actually been through multiple cycles, I feel, already, at least three cycles. And these are two podcasts that come from that very first phase of podcasting, right? This American Life was famously, or is even now, a radio show, which is also uh, hosted as a podcast, right? It's uh, part of uh, Chicago Public Radio. And uh, Radio Lab is a part of NPR's uh, many offerings. Again, uh, you know, it's funded by, I don't know, it's funded by research grants and uh, obviously also funded by... Uh, listeners over the years one of the best podcasts out there on science yeah those were the two podcasts that got me into podcasting and uh, i think the the big podcast or other podcast that got me hooked uh, really i think would have to be reply all which for many years was my favorite podcast mm -hmm. um, and there was this phase when i was listening to i think pretty much every podcast that uh, gimlet was putting out and they were all very interesting there was a podcast called uh, Homecoming, if I remember right, there was yes, Homecoming uh, was next. Know, there were so many podcast. podcasts, yeah. Uh, mystery podcast. There was, of course, uh, Reply All. Uh, there was Startup, which, of course, is the most meta Startup. podcast of all podcasts because it's a podcast about uh, starting up. And the first season of the podcast Startup was about starting up a podcast business. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's the story of Gimlet itself, the very early days of Gimlet. So these were the podcasts that uh, really got me hooked. And currently I listen to about, I don't know, or at least I subscribe actively to about 50 podcasts. And there are a few subscriptions which I should probably unsubscribe from because I'm not listening to them. But they continue to be there on my podcast app. And uh, yeah, I'm listening to podcasts all the time. And of course, now now we are also creating podcasts. So uh, last week is when I actually launched 
my fourth podcast uh, there is uh, so there has been obviously bits and pieces the cricket podcast which has now been around for a while done mm-hmm. with a bunch of friends uh, there was another cricket podcast uh, heads and tails which uh, has sort of gone into hibernation at the moment we did about 20 episodes again with a friend of mine there is of course the intermission on movies and then there's another new podcast called uh, leftover lasagna which is on various topics with a friend of mine tony sebastian who also is a part of the bits and pieces gang so yeah also making podcast now congratulations on your fourth podcast welcome to yeah. the i say welcome as if i'm there not me but <laughs> you are it's there. nice to see <laughs> you entered into the content creator zone so for me podcast i'm trying to remember i think the first was when uh, was it 2011 end of 2011 when i moved to chennai when i got married i basically ended up losing my blackberry i was on blackberry at that point i lost my blackberry <laughs> about <Google>. time yes <laughs> about time you lost that blackberry <laughs> and uh, i ended up uh, picking up an iphone i think it was 4 maybe iphone 4g or something yeah. was called yeah so i got an iphone and while playing around with that and uh, if you remember early those days apple podcast was the like place for proper distribution of podcast like the entire I, if i'm not wrong the etymology of podcast itself comes from yes podcast somewhere the idea of ipod uh, it comes from ipod, iPod. it's all part iPod. of the same uh, lexicon yeah, yeah. so uh, i said what's this podcast thing and then i clicked on it i searched around i used to read a lot of entertainment uh, writers right like uh, you know journalists talking about either tv or movies whether it's ayo scott from the new york times or whether our uh, very own uh, alan seppenwall from uh, at that time he was still with the ledger i think even before he moved to uh, hitfix but uh, i started subscribing to these guys basically they all had a podcast right. at that point i started subscribing to them uh, alan seppenwall for example had this thing called firewall and iceberg which was him and uh, dan feinberg who's now with uh, thr with the uh, hollywood reporter uh, so a bunch of these basically i kind of swapped out some of my entertainment reading for listening and my feed was entirely uh, reviews or uh, you know uh, recaps or what are those kind of uh, podcasts uh, i was needless to say immediately hooked at that time i think they hadn't yet started uh, the speeding up thing i think that started <laughs> much later that time it did exist as you know now i have hit the 1.8x i'm currently exper- experimenting with 1.9x so <laughs> in terms of uh, consuming content going supersonic kavi yeah uh but yeah so i was listening largely to entertainment excuse me and i remember can't remember what the context was for some reason we discussed some podcasts somehow i think i met you in chennai or yeah. and uh, you put me on to this american life and radio lab these were the oh, two you put oh really on. i didn't know that okay yes <laughs> you put me on to these two i said i've heard of both of these but i've never tried so okay fine let me try these and i distinctly remember i still remember which episode it was i downloaded both these they were on i had not yet listened to them we were doing a drive from and i've told you this story i think you might have forgotten uh, my wife and i were doing a drive from uh, chennai to bangalore uh, she okay. was and uh, in the car so i uh, started uh, this american life and they had this i don't know if you remember harper high they did this special of two episodes yes. at harper high yeah the school yeah yeah the school which for me directly hit at the wire season 4 kind of feeling yes 
and i distinctly remember but halfway through that episode i stopped on the side of the road i cried a little <laughs> i was like man i'm totally in so that's when i started to kind of step out of the pure entertainment uh, zone of the podcast i was listening yeah. to tell this that other stuff obviously gimlet by then we started i think uh, sharing recommendations fairly often startup we were both listening to more or less together we would keep dis- discussing uh, yeah uh, alex bloomberg and uh, the one and only nazneen yes nazneen no nazneen yes nazneen one and only nazneen who yeah. would slap him every time we came up with some stupid <laughs> uh, suggestion for what was that name yeah or orolia or oral he made remember he made one name and she just came and laughed at him oh so the yeah, gimlet yeah, yeah. is the no, name should i come up with and he said for gimlet listening yeah. some aura but aurya lasate that and she <laughs> laughed <laughs> most genuine laugh anyway uh yeah so even i was listening to a lot of these gimlet ones we used to discuss a bunch of reply all episodes and all that i yeah. think i've not really moved too far away from that space sports i have of course not touched at all even though i listened to a lot of the ringer Ringer then came into existence a bunch of years later. I started listening to the couple of the Grantland podcasts, uh, which was Ringer before Ringer, basically uh, Bill Simmons and uh, and we'll do the whole history later. But they were as part of ESPN. They had this thing called Grantland, which was an ESPN yeah. uh, uh, magazine, Meg yeah. Magazine or whatever. That uh, was the intersection of sports and pop culture. So they had a few podcasts. Andy Greenwald had this thing called the Hollywood Prospectus. which has now right. effectively become the watch which is anti greenwald and chris ryan who i uh, evoked earlier uh, so i started listening to them and slowly moved on to a bunch of other things bill simmons used to do his interviews a uh, bunch of other stuff uh, but yeah i think when did i really go nuts over podcasts i think i actually think when speed started when i could like accelerate i just started <laughs> listening to so many and i'm currently i think at the point i have been tracking this by the way because of pocket cast i track the number right. of that i listen and i started pocket cast maybe during the pandemic is when i switched over to pocket cast i have been jumping different uh, uh, podcast players i think i'm now mostly locked into pocket cast unless they do something crazy is uh, the stat i have is i listen for about 3 hours a day little over 3 hours a day to effectively about 6 hours worth of content is <laughs> current last two yeah. years that is roughly around that it averages out to around 6 uh, hours of content in 3 hours of listening thanks to 1.9x but yeah it's a fairly uh, integral part of my consumption a lot of news comes from there as well um yeah and i've gone in and out of podcasts a lot of the stuff that you mentioned as well their podcasts i listened to then stopped and started again or moved on to something else for a brief while i used to listen to all the slate news podcasts so i used to get news out of there uh that stopped so there's always a cycle of whatever but there's some i think roughly similar i have about 50 podcasts that i'm actively subscribed to uh of which maybe uh 12 to 15 are very regular and i listen to them as soon as they drop but yeah. the others sometimes collect up and then i slowly uh, work at the backlog and whatever else. and there are a few on top that have just been collecting episodes that i have not listened to that probably need to be culled at some point uh yeah and like we discussed on our very first episode we spoke about uh, starting a podcast 10 i'll say at this point 12 years ago uh, <laughs> yeah. finally came full circle and we finally started so yeah now on the side of the table 
I think we should talk about uh, how and where people listen to podcasts and how how that industry itself has yeah. kind of evolved right like and you spoke a lot about your experience with podcasts um for me it's it's become um, and i wouldn't say become as a not it's not something that happened recently it has been a habit mm-hmm. uh, a very very uh, dear habit i would say for for many years now like if i'm going down to pick up groceries for instance right right downstairs i need to get my earphones on and i need to start listening to a podcast before i step out of my house yeah, yeah. if i'm doing dishes i'm listening to a podcast if i'm driving obviously i'm listening to a podcast yeah. um there is no time of the day when i'm walking or you know running except for the time when i'm when i want to listen to music which typically i do if i'm sprinting but otherwise yeah. it's mostly podcast even when i do long runs and there was a time when i was doing 10k and 20 kilometer runs right and i would yeah. burn through podcast i'm there as well i'm listening yeah. in shower also sometimes depends on <laughs> yeah. who the voice That's is because sometimes <laughs> the shower voice is too loud, much louder the shower noise is much louder uh, by the way you will be uh, first of all i think uh, this is uh, in some sense this is the podcast uh, self help group as well people as addicted <laughs> as we are talking about like finding yeah, exactly. it's to plug in your earphone in that time that you want oh. out, to throw the trash and yeah out. no yeah. in fact uh, so you mentioned listening to podcasts in showers right like the only reason i don't is because i prefer to listen to podcasts with the earphones on because i can hear more clearly i'm talking earphones i'm talking earphones okay and we have waterproof what earphones do you use much huh? <laughs> yeah earphones waterproof earphones you get what is that it takes okay, like okay, okay. don't worry i'll send you some yeah so oh so you are still uh, jujuvi in this game <laughs> I, <laughs> i use uh, so i i uh, by the way i'm currently one of my uh, you know it's the small things in life that spark joy right so yeah. the earphones i'm currently wearing yes, yes. also these are the earphones that i wear all the time when i'm running when i'm listening to podcast so it's something that i put on for like you said about 3 hours a day yeah. every day this is a 600 rupee boat earphones okay which yeah. i have now had for nearly one and a half years yeah. it is not waterproof i mean it is sweat proof yeah. and uh, the proof of that is that you know i've been i've done some very long runs the kind of runs which uh, the bose sound sport uh, the sports uh, bose earphones could not survive so fairly intense sweating but yeah. these fellows have been quite fine with all of that and i sometimes run on the beach okay and uh, so there was this time when i was listening to a podcast running on the beach finish my run mm-hmm. put my phone aside with you know whatever my t-shirt and everything uh, remove my shades and all and i got into the water mm-hmm. and as i put my head into the water the podcast stopped playing and i was like wait wait a sec why why was i even listening to a podcast right oh, and then i remembered i still had my earphones on <laughs> these boys Yeah. I immediately came out and put them away uh and uh, they continued working fine I just had to dry them out so yeah. there you go I'm not jujubi I'm, I'm I actually have cracked the scene with these with these fellows Here's but the uh, here to my addiction has gone is that uh, recently joined the health center here so that I can go swimming <laughs> I already experimented with these they don't like it hits water it cuts that's about the signal cuts yeah Yeah, signal gets. So you, you, you need a waterproof phone. Actually even a phone no, wouldn't help because or you need Bluetooth even... Bluetooth doesn't work underwater. That's a problem. Yeah. No, but there are apparently <laughs> uh earphones that work underwater. I don't know what they do. I've already uh, done some research <laughs> on this. These are swimmer earphones where you can listen to they have it for music, but I for me swimming especially is like you're doing half an hour 45 minutes of like there's nothing else. There's your mind is yeah. perfectly the best time to listen to a podcast it is it listen. is 
So it apparently is. there are some swimmer earphones and all that you can get. Swimmer earphones with those bone conducting or whatever that you can do. I'm researching much. I don't worry. I'll get there. But they <laughs> were all like $400 and all. I was like, okay, no thanks. That is a bit much. Yeah. My addiction has not hit that level yet. Uh, but it will at some point. Or this will become... Maybe another... Yeah. Maybe another three years, we'll have uh, cheap solutions to this problem. Correct. But in fact, one of the reasons why I prefer running to swimming is exactly this. Like, I can actually listen to stuff. Okay. Uh, whereas while swimming, A, you can't see anything. B, you yeah. can't listen to anything. Right. So it's doubly boring in that sense. But also what I have, I still carry the case there because when I get out of the swimming pool and go into a steam and sauna, then I'm listening. I keep the phone outside. I put in the steam. I'm sitting <laughs> and listening only. So don't worry. Uh, every every waking minute is still as much <laughs> maximized as possible for podcast consumption. Right. Uh, so at this point, we should let our uh, listeners know that uh, if they did not already realize that we are crazy about podcasts, back in 2014, which is when I think uh, phase two, the era two of podcasting officially kicked off with uh, Sarah Koenig's Serial, which really was the podcast that made podcasting mainstream, right? Yeah. Uh, I think lots of people started talking about podcasts and it really was the entry podcast for Absolutely. most people who listen to podcasts today. Um, so when Serial launched, uh, Dodi and I were part of a group of three people who would travel across Bangalore. At, and in my case, it was traveling from MG Road in Bangalore all the way to Sarjapur. Hmm. And this is like the worst possible traffic in probably the world uh, to be doing at uh, rush hour at 7 p.m., 7.30 p.m. on an evening. We used to do this so that we could do what we back then called podcast watch parties or listen yeah. parties or listen. whatever. Yeah. Where we would just get together and say, okay, we're going to listen to this episode of Serial together this yeah. evening. On the day it dropped, right? I yeah. think we did that two or three times. Oh, totally 10 episodes of Serial. Yeah, yeah. I think that at, at least three oh, episodes. Oh. You and uh, Shruti came and we were doing it at uh, Abhita's. Oh, yeah, actually, you and Shruti was also there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Abhita, yeah, Shruti, me and you. Yes. Listen yeah, parties. Good, yeah, so that's... Good point to bring up Serial. I think that is when, like you said, it went mainstream. Yeah. A lot of people started listening. I think that's where, from a content perspective, it also changed. In fact, in fact, that was, that was sort of around the time when uh, Gimlet sort of took off as well and yes. really became... Yes. visible as a brand right you had heavyweight launching around and you had reply all yeah. which was going great guns which definitely was the best show so you had a lot of well-produced shows right these weren't interviews or conversations per se and we'll get into that phase of podcasting shortly but these were well-produced audio content uh, which was just great to listen to it was informative it was entertaining it was thought-provoking whatnot right yeah that was phase two so, yeah so uh, really phase three for me uh, at least as as someone who was continuing to observe and watch on and listen to that yeah. industry phase 3 was when the pandemic hit right hmm. and suddenly you had you obviously had a uh, explosion in tech itself around content creation and audio as a content format really took off during the pandemic right if you remember clubhouse yes. uh, came into life at, at that point in time Burned very short lived yeah burned through uh, twitter spaces came at around that time you had a lot of live streaming happening on Instagram and on Twitter. Not Was it on Twitter? Yeah, on Facebook also. You had people just going vertical video live, right? Yeah. So suddenly content creation in the video or audio format became very easy, right? And anybody with a phone was out there trying to create some sort of content. Yeah. Which I think is around the time Spotify also, at least in India, mm-hmm. that's around the time Spotify really took off as a platform that people would listen to, right? Before that, you had... I think people before that largely still used to download their music, right? From yes. websites like songs.pk if they were not actually using your Geo or Savan 
which was the more evolved was user. It had become Geo Seven by then. Yes, Geo Seven. Sorry, Gana. Yeah, I I actually meant uh, Gana or Seven. Uh, but yeah, Geo Seven uh, later becoming Geo Seven, right? Um, I think. Uh, in fact, I remember I I subscribed to Spotify or I installed Spotify sometime during the pandemic. <clears throat> Became a paying member of Spotify definitely during that time. That I remember quite vividly as well. um and around that time is when globally you saw spotify was trying to get into this podcasting game which yes. otherwise had not really evolved for many years apple was doing something there but it was more like apple had built the platform and people would come and drop their podcast there but there was really no action happening in terms of monetization in terms of making it big but spotify yeah. came in in a big way and i think the acquisition of gimlet yes. happened not exactly at that time i think it happened a little before the pandemic itself but I, I we spoke about all the podcasts, the four podcasts that uh, I know I'm a part of, right? I think Bits and Pieces was a, a post-pandemic baby. It was actually a pandemic baby, but the idea of uh, launching a cricket podcast amongst our group really germinated during the pandemic because that's when we realized all you really knew, need hmm. is a Zoom uh, account, right? And yeah. and you need mics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't think you probably heard of Zoom before the pandemic. Uh, I Some didn't work and use, but not for the thing. Not Zoom. Uh, we used to use other things, right? We uh, I don't I don't remember what we used to have uh, Google Meet. I think when we were on Google uh, as a platform, and then we used to have Teams if you were on Microsoft platform. But Zoom was this new third-party player who nobody had heard of, right? Nobody had heard of, and it just emerged during the pandemic and obviously took off. Hmm. And now I know that a lot of podcasts, including this podcast, yeah, are really possible because we use Zoom's recording feature. Yeah, right. It's become that easy to create podcast. So for me, that is phase three, hmm. where creation has become so simple that yeah. if you were to you you really have a situation now where there are more podcasts or podcast creators than there are podcast listeners, right? Yes. Um, for me, that's phase three. Yeah, I would put up somewhere of a two to two point five between uh, serial and uh, pandemic, where Gimlet came up, Ringer happened, Wondery happened. people yeah. realized there's something pineapple like, media pineapple media um podcast all these guys yeah, yeah. people in industries yeah there's there's something here that can be a yeah. monetizable proper monetizable industry in fact even uh, serial spun out right serial serial became an independent company out of uh, this thing yeah. but uh, all of those they got a lot of investment they were able to do these uh, high production value shows that required yes. which is the we'll get to what is happening to that uh, entire segment at this point uh, but they were able to do these uh, uh, high concept high production shows that required a lot of investment time effort uh, to produce and to make uh, and all of these studios eventually a few years down the line struggled with monetization and needed somebody else to come and bail them out or bail them out or whatever it is they needed the distribution or they needed the uh, ad side of uh, expertise so you had wondery going either to amazon or you had uh, gimlet going to spotify like you said spotify's spotify's first big uh, acquisition in the podcasting space right yeah i think gimlet and uh, podcast i think were acquired at roughly the same time and about 6 yeah. months later or something they did ringer ringer as well yes gimlet podcast were both 150 million roughly i think and uh, gimlet was around 300 million or whatever including stocks the big thing that happened with gimlet uh, with uh, ringer is that they then put uh, bill simmons in charge of 
the talk podcasting whatever they called it they called it yeah. i think they call it talk talk or or maybe they call it podcasting i'm not sure i think they have a different phrase for it uh but yeah so you had all those creative houses turning up then and now we have the situation which we'll come to which is where everything has started to crumble because people haven't really figured out monetization it's come back to that story all over again different people have tried different things to be honest luminary tried the whole paid podcast approach patreon but only for audio uh, back in the day that collapsed um there was one more that tried this uh, pure paid podcast scenario which didn't work another big uh, name i can't recall who that was uh but yeah it's really down to this that high production shows which i know you love i also enjoy high production shows require that kind of money which you then need to yeah. see that kind of return which i don't think works in your uh, high growth uh, spotify kind of place at this point so let's just backtrack for a second and talk about what's happened at spotify in the last 6 months to a year do you want to take this i've been speaking for a while yeah uh, see firstly there, there was another model right so gimlet uh, which we also listened to in the startup podcast hmm. uh, used to do branded podcasts for yes. a bunch of brands and in fact they were advertising those branded podcasts and i listened to a couple of their branded podcasts as well which were very good by the yeah. way so they were making branded podcasts for companies like i don't remember tech companies like antivirus companies which where they would talk about the uh, the concept of the company itself or you know the specific segment that they were operating in uh, seemed like a fairly sustainable model it was it was working out right and when gimlet got acquired it wasn't like a distress sale or anything it was a very it was a very solid growth momentum yeah, business yeah. at that stage so what i'm just trying to say i don't i don't remember exactly when spotify acquired gimlet but gimlet was doing well when yeah. it was acquired by spotify yes yes it was uh, a want it was a win win for both sides at that point it was a win win for both sides so while they could say that the original content that they could control they didn't want to just be the distribution platform they exactly. can't do that in music they exactly. can't become yeah. a music uh, publisher right yeah yeah so yeah. they said okay podcast so, because it's so disorganized we can potentially become also a actual publisher and content owner That's right they play right. there yeah and so they they did a bunch of acquisitions right they they acquired these production shows from gimlet and parkast they also uh, went uh, in the other direction where they got like a joe rogan on board oh, okay. paying him what 250 million dollars yeah i was saying they also went to the production side and got off anchor and mega megaphone or whatever right. so they started which was more the creator uh, side yeah so they kind of things okay we create all the base now everybody else come and create yeah correct which was which was all good right so getting anchor to make creation uh, sort of easy um, and in fact all of this happened at this was all phase 3 really mm-hmm. where uh, you know they were democratizing podcasting so to speak where anybody could come and create a podcast and i think they also had that sense that you know the uh, bulk of podcast Uh, the podcast universe is going to be talking heads people talking to each other uh, this was around the time that podcasts like andrew huberman or uh, before that even your tim ferris yeah. became like the most popular shows right which was just people interviewing other famous people and asking extremely good questions and conducting great shows in fact huberman was not even doing interviews he was just it would just be a one hour monologue on on a specific health related topic right and that was good enough to become like the top podcast 
So the fair question that Mark Maron also, no? Mark Maron's been doing it for of course, of course, Mark Maron for many years as well, right? So, so Spotify obviously asked themselves the obvious question, which was, do we really need these highly produced shows if we can instead get, you know, great talking heads to do great talking head kind of shows, which is where they went and paid your Joe Rogan two hundred fifty million dollars, right? Now, I don't know what a, a, a heavyweight episode costs to produce. It is obviously a high production uh, podcast. Uh, in my opinion, one of the greatest podcasts ever made. Right? Yeah. I'm sure most people put it in their top five because there is no other podcast like it. Right? It's it's so unique and so well done. It's a show that was discontinued by Spotify. It was it really was the crown jewel in their uh, Gimlet portfolio at least, and every other podcast in the Gimlet portfolio had anyway already sort of died in some cases a natural death like reply all in some cases the shows weren't going anywhere heavyweight was the one show that they still had which which they in fact held as a spotify exclusive for a few years right where you could only listen to it on spotify and then they relented and made it available on other platforms because they figured out that the exclusive strategy wasn't really helping out and they eventually discontinued the show uh, at the what end of last year start of this year uh, because potentially because they weren't able to figure out the business, the monetization, the numbers around how to make the show work. At the same time, they're also forking money out to Joe Rogan and to Meghan Markle and to the Obamas and so many other, uh, with all due respect, marketing. bullshit talking heads. Yeah. Yeah. That's effectively marketing. Uh, Half of it is to just to be able to say that Obama is on our platform or whatever. Right? Which, didn't do it, which didn't do anything for their uh, platform. Right? Oh, One thing that Spotify yeah. learned the hard way was you could not just get great people on board and hope to have a great podcast. Yeah. You could have a great podcast on board. Like, so getting Joe Rogan still made sense because it is already a very popular show. But getting Barack Obama didn't mean that you were going to get another Joe Rogan type hit. And these were expensive lessons. And uh, the price was paid by heavyweight <laughs> and by basically the Gimlet and Parkast uh, family of podcasts. In the end, this is still, I know it's a 10-year-old industry, but it's still the... I think we're still very much in the growing pains of... Absolutely. Podcasts. And uh, I think what Spotify also has realized is that it's tough to monetize. And yes. uh, if they're not really getting new users yet, right? They're obviously yeah. getting new podcast listeners from mm -hmm. within people who subscribe yeah. to Spotify for music, which yeah. is what... So it's helping them on retention of those users, but it's, it's not... Probably helping them on retention. Revenue yeah. in any way, meaningful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's not necessarily reducing the cost, right? Because whatever music yeah. labels that Spotify is acquiring, uh, they're yeah. still paying the same thing. So ultimately, podcasts need to start paying for themselves. Yeah. They need to figure yeah. that piece out. And uh, yeah, so by the way, right, since we were talking about monetization, you said you're using Pocket Cast, right, for the last yeah. few years. So hmm. I, by the way, in 2012, when I first, 2011, whatever, when I started listening to podcasts, I downloaded this app called Podkicker on hmm. uh, Android. Right? Mm -hmm. It's one of the many RSS catchers, which is what it used to be back then. And I've stuck to Podkicker. Right? I like the interface. It's minimalist. It's a great power user interface. It allows me to look at 50 podcasts. It's also a messy, in the sense it's a mess, like I'm a messy user. Right, The app is not messy, but I'm messy. Uh, so unlike you, I don't actually look forward to, hey, okay, this episode is going to drop on Monday. This one drops on Tuesday. I don't care. Once every I five days. I don't understand. Sorry, once again, I have to come in on this. I don't understand why none of these guys have created a calendar. Even fucking uh, pocket cards don't have a calendar. I don't understand why nobody's yeah. created a calendar as a feature. Uh, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know that it. certain podcasts drop on Monday and Thursday, but I'm going and finding them on that Thursday. And ah, right. I don't see why it's not coming as a programming calendar saying Tuesday. See, you'll get the note of that the new episode has appeared. But yeah. you're in the middle of the day pushing it out. I think one. I, I think the reason is. I think the reason is uh, a lot of yeah. podcast creators don't actually stick to schedule. Don't follow right? a calendar. And, and bits and pieces is a great example, right? We. Yeah. Uh, we've done 113 episodes now, right? We just launched up to say 112 episodes. We've been at it for two years, right? We do one every week, every weekend. Yeah. yeah. Even for a calendarized episode, a calendarized podcast that has actually been very, very, uh, you know, strict with keeping mm. up the time. Our yeah. episode sometimes drops on Sunday, sometimes it's Monday, sometimes it's Tuesday, sometimes it's Saturday. And this is because yeah. we are a sports podcast, right? We If a match is going to end, if a test match ends on Monday, we're not going to drop the episode on Sunday. We're going to wait for that match yeah. to end. So, yeah. and I guess a lot of podcasting is like that. And and hence, you don't have That's the other thing. Uh, the, solutions the, built for this. If the supply side is uh, exactly. so disorganized, yeah, then you can't clean it up for the other side as well. Which is the other thing that the industry is missing, right? We are, as an industry, it's completely amateur, uh, <laughs> amateur and disorganized. Yeah. People are trying to bring their own system, but... You can't have the system people sitting with the non-system people and you cannot have exactly. an output for these guys that yeah. then tries to work for them. Yeah, uh, right now people... there are probably two kinds of usages, right? There is the inspiration use case where you probably open your app and see, okay, what are the latest episodes that are there in the five podcasts I've subscribed to or Spotify or whichever platform says, hey, you listened to this podcast the last time, you probably will like this episode, so listen to it. Or yeah. there is the power user behavior, which is what you and you and I don't know about you. You are like the sophisticated power user. I'm the messy power user who probably I open Podkicker and refresh it once a week, and I see what are the 500 episodes that have landed in my feed from the last time I refreshed to now. I go through yeah. that list and I download maybe 100 of them. Yeah. And by the way, I actually I download my episodes. I don't know why I do because I used to do it in 2012. I don't need I to download, download them also. anymore. I can just stream them. <laughs> we don't I have download to. them now also, but I have kept it on auto-download. So the ones I subscribe, by the way, I don't know why you keep it. What is the difference? I because I don't know. I I, I just don't like downloading stuff. This that is I don't what I'm saying. So all of these behaviors are very different. Everybody's they're very quirky. I am messy in my own way, by the way. It's not like I remember Monday and Thursday, but every time I open in the morning, yeah, I scroll through and half the time, by the way, there are some times that I remember what day it is because that podcast is like in the morning, it's a habit. Like when I wake up, yeah. I scroll through to see what has come, what has not come. And at that point, I figure out, okay, this has come. And then I say, I have to listen to this one today because it just yes. dropped yeah. late last night in the US. So now I'll listen to it today. Uh, that's not to say I wait for a Monday and know that this episode is coming. But right. there are a few of them that I listen to uh, live, quote unquote, live or as soon yeah. as they drop, so to speak. Uh, as so, soon as you have the okay, time to listen to it, right? But that, this is all part of the same, like listeners are as messy as the uh, creators. It and is. therefore, these apps are able to keep up with that kind of behavior. And therefore, I think even monetizing suffers for this reason, because there's no... Clean. Exactly. If you say TV shows, movies, they have like a very uh, fixed way of coming out. There's a very like... There are clear, it's a half an hour episode. It has fancy streaming has fucked around with some of that. Let's keep that aside for now. Yeah, but that's the, but, I mean, it, it's the closest parallel is streaming, right? Because this is all yeah. catch up content. You're not going to, you're not going to come at 7 p.m. to watch the show, uh, which will have two ad breaks anymore, right? Nobody's doing that anymore. Yeah. But it depends what it is, right? If it's like sports people still listen on time. One of the reasons Bill Simmons and Ringer is so big is that the people, the preview show, to game, etc. Because it's sports. It's again back to the one true content that 
yeah only works like technically like sports is going to keep broadcasting alive in the world it's going to keep uh, at least uh, appointment podcasting or appointment anything else to the extent that that needs to be kept alive kept alive uh, it's perhaps yeah i don't know maybe bill simmons is very uh, sophisticated in the way they handle no, but even the report and all that the sports podcast because they are sports podcasts because so, they no, what i'm seeing with that is with cricket podcast and i listen to about 10 of them is that yes there will be so during a test series for instance where you have test matches happening and five days of play lots of the popular podcasts will do dailies which they don't otherwise do but just for the england tour of india they will do dailies on every uh, day of play but even within the dailies the time when the episode drops won't be fixed because there is yeah. there will be production delays there will be the talking the topics that need to be spoken about it still might not get fleshed out until the game actually ends and recording starts after that and then production and yeah. all of that right so yeah there is still variability over there uh, but there is i've been using podkicker now for 12 years right uh, i'm probably one of i'm probably their biggest power user in the world <laughs> it is not a big app nobody has probably heard of podkicker at all right i've seen their app evolve over a period of time right so i've started seeing ad placements coming within episodes on podkicker which never was the case i now see geo targeted ads i see dubai specific ads coming to me because i am living in dubai which i find pretty cool right i don't know if google's at the back end of this or who's at the back end of this but this is something new it's something i've only noticed in the last 2 or 3 years uh, where you actually are getting targeted ads digital ads yeah. i also started seeing podkicker now start you know if i open the app after a long time they are pushing me to uh become a paying subscriber because as a paying subscriber there are certain things i can do which i cannot do on the free version of the app uh, and i think every other podcatcher uh, or rss catcher which is how all of these people started yeah. probably operate this way this app used to be very very basic back then right i i would have to go in google for the rss feed get mm-hmm. that garbled leet based yeah. url comment yeah. paste it in here and hit subscribe and then wait and very often the feed would not load right for so there be some issue with the feed and then i'll have to go somewhere else and search for that feed now is this become place where i can type in the name of a podcast and yeah. it'll give me the result it's right it's pulling from directly whatever it's yeah. pulling directly from apple or from spotify or whatever but yeah that's that's where we are right now by the way it's very interesting that we chose today to be doing this episode because i was just googling or rather i was just uh, looking up on twitter what's happening with gimlet and spotify yeah. right now today there is a uh, a collective bargaining uh, sort of Uh, ringer, fight that's uh, going on between the ringer gimlet and podcast unions which have all come together against spotify yes. because spotify have been laying off people left right and center so these okay. people are bargaining for better severance terms better okay. uh, you know benefits okay. and uh, and that apparently today was the last day uh, today is apparently the last day and uh, the, the talks have not really yielded fruit so they're going into okay. couple of days ago they sent a form letter saying please yeah. write to spotify they said click this link write your name at the bottom and click send it so they made a full tech thing that would send out like support letters of support i said that also uh, i mean it's also very yeah, telling that cool. the three the three groups that are actually fighting yeah. are the three companies yeah. we spoke about which were acquired yeah. right? so, because they are the ones they have employed from outside no they are the only ones doing any production so like be sitting out there and they are uh, still hanging around from vestiges of the Yeah, the lots of them have been laid off. Uh, they are uh, worried yeah. about AI coming into production of podcasts yeah. and all of that, right? So, yeah. And I have seen in the last two years the quality of edits going down. Hmm. Uh, the 
cleanliness of what the episodes were two or three years ago. Speaking this purely is, for uh, I've been listening Ringer to Ringer podcast, from, I'm talking purely Ringer from day one till now. I can see the quality has gone down simply based on the fact that uh, the producer is now doing so many other shows and I think there's a Spotify pressure to say release the episode now. Yeah. So they do literally one pass on it. They add whatever they need to add. They take out any big errors. Like yeah. if they're not to speak about something, they do segment edits. But there are so many, like forget at one at one level, coughs and things like that are there. That's fine. It's <laughs> small. It's an error. But also like a little bit of restarts and all, they don't even bother cleaning it up anymore. I'm going to take that again. They take it again. They don't yeah. do it very bad. They've been doing it for years. The yeah. hosts also are experts. So they don't do a take two like we are doing a take two where we take two like after a second and a half in. They are take they are starting their take two like four words in. So it's much cleaner comparatively. But they're not even cleaning out those that take two of it. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Because no, no. Spotify has also realized people are listening, big deal. Which is yeah, fine. They don't right? care. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That is fine. This is talk radio effectively. So as long as the voice is legible, it's totally... We have gone through that cycle, right? Remember when I used to sit and clean every like a minute out of it and now we're like, yeah, whatever, yeah. it works. As long as the point is being made. This is not the same for a high production show. The high production show can't do this. Then it completely loses value. Yes. Not loses value, but it becomes shitty. Yeah. Whereas this is a... Talk shows can live with 91% this. 91% to 92%. There's, there's not much difference. But this makes a massive difference in a production. Now, if you're saying all you want is volume, which I'm presuming up uh, Spotify wants, is to create minutes of content existing. Yeah. And yeah. to juice every producer for, you need to like, you're measured on four episodes published a day or something like that, whatever that number is. As opposed to, we want to make a good episode that has the right kind of clips, that has the right whatever. Indeed. And these episodes yeah. also, they add clips, they put sports clips, they put whatever. They're doing all of that. It's not like they're not doing that. Uh, but you can clearly see the quality has dropped over time. The other thing I wanted to talk about was, I know we have discussed the idea of high production versus talk show and we put them on opposite sides of the spectrum, which from a production perspective, cost perspective, they are on opposite sides of the spectrum. But it's not like they can't exist in the same space. You look at an HBO, it has both yeah, Game right. of Thrones and John Oliver. Okay, so right. talks those also exist on TV. TV broadcasters or whatever have figured out how yeah, to monetize. A good example. Broadcast yeah. and HBO. But all of them have realized how to monetize. The problem is this. Yes. Monetizing current way that people have figured out to monetize or whatever that is, is a one size solution that they have found that they are trying to forcibly fit to 20 different types of content. Yeah. The extent that that one way that they're able to monetize. I'm saying one. But people haven't figured out the right kind of monetization for the right yeah. kind of show. When you figure that out, then you'll be solved. But that requires that that's much a, of... That's an interesting game. point, right? So when you talk about Game of Thrones versus John Oliver, do, what are the different monetization methods there? Isn't it fundamentally HBO the same monetization? Because HBO is a direct-to-subscriber model. So HBO is not a good example. Let's go to... Uh, for the sake of being correct on this argument, let's go to like an NBC, which is a broadcaster, and say Tonight yeah. Show with Jim Allen or uh, CBS with uh, Colbert versus uh, NBC's whatever TV show, let's say This Is Us, or CBS has some uh, yeah. uh, Star Trek or whatever it is. Right? Those are the right, just to be completely correct before Fair. somebody says. I think the difference in monetization is the kind of brands you're going after, the people who know what that audience is, 
you know who the audience is also Understood. So people yes. listening to jimmy fallon at night are a particular kind of audience the person listening watching well, i said listening watching jimmy fallon whereas the person watching a comedy show you it's know the customer person, segmentation yes. which means you know what brands need to go there podcasting has not reached that point where we know the difference between a comedy listener yeah. so this thing There's so everybody is everybody is getting uh, pitched either yeah. mailchimp or athletic greens yeah everybody is getting mailchimp everybody is getting whatever that uh, the sleep casper mattress <laughs> there are some five brands now there it's athletic some... greens yeah Okay. For that matter, you see, Mark Maron is still uh, doing uh, stamps.com. He's recently <laughs> yeah. moved to, uh, he was on Yearwood. He's now moved to uh, this thing. Uh, what is that uh, British one? Acast. Right. Yeah. There's a company called Acast. Also. And he's still doing stamps.com. There's a Mark Maron joke in the middle so of everything. <laughs> he's still doing stamps.com to then to now. <laughs> they must be getting returns. They're paying. He's no still making be, yeah. But uh, it's now the ad sale is going through uh, Acast instead of uh, Yearwolf, what it was going through earlier. So he's just moved his account from one place to the other. But clearly some people are seeing returns. It's working for them. But that aside, yeah. I think this is the problem. We don't know what... And here's the question. What is a heavyweight listener? You and I are listeners of potentially both. Everything. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But we're also watchers of Game of Thrones as well as... Uh, yeah, so we're not the... Exactly. We're not the right... Who is the person who only listens to heavyweight versus Joe Rogan. only or does not listen to Joe Rogan and listens to and vice versa? Yeah, that has not been figured out. When that right. gets figured out, they'll hit the right brands. Then they'll hit the right. That will give the right kind of the heavyweight brands have to pay you more to be sitting in that episode because they are more affluent. They care about quality, whatever. All of that math has to work out. And that uh, matching has to happen between a customer and its uh, and the brand that's uh, advertising to it versus yeah. uh, talk radio where it's fine. Anything goes and whatever you pay us is fine because anyway, we are, our cost of production is not what we're trying to cover. Then if you have a lot of listeners, we'll start increasing the price, but we're no longer trying to cover cost of production. Yeah. That problem has not been sought. That problem no. is sought broadcasting because they've been doing it for 20 years and whatever billions of dollars. Audio ads itself have not grown that much either. Yeah, yeah, true. The so the other issue uh, uh, between the NBC HBO comparison and Spotify is uh, NBC has limited inventory, right? Even for NBC content, and it's not, it's not a platform. It's not a platform at the end of the day. Like I can't go and yeah. launch a show on NBC or on HBO yes, for that matter. And NBC doesn't want me to also. Spotify yeah, yeah. on the other hand wants me to is empowering me and is hoping that I'll make a good show as well. Without actually Which having any control the more, no? If you don't Which, know how exactly. exactly heavyweight versus uh, Bill Simmons, how will you know how to monetize some random you and me doing intermission podcasts? Exactly. Which is also a difference between a platform and a channel, right? At the same yeah. time, Spotify is trying to be both. And yeah. creative studio at the same yeah. time. While also trying to figure out the uh, AdWords yeah. model for it. Yeah. Which doesn't exist. Yeah. So, so that's... But to its credit, it's also the only... Uh, thing at scale trying to solve these problems. Now it's doing a fuck-all job of it. I think you and I will agree. Apple to but an extent it, was doing the same thing, right? Except that Apple didn't care. It's not like yeah. they were trying to rebuild the world of podcasting or anything. But they yeah. created the basic furniture and put it out there. Mm-hmm. They didn't create Creator Studio. Fair enough. Yeah. But everything yeah. else Apple had, and even now, and I was reading somewhere that even now, Apple has more podcast listeners on Apple yeah. than on Spotify, right? Yeah. Which puts into perspective all the efforts that Spotify has taken. Which yeah. I guess Apple users, at least globally, still default to Apple. 
for whatever they are listening to it. And here's the other the other thing I wanted to add as a wrinkle into this what we briefly touched upon earlier is now YouTube getting into the podcast game exactly both on an audio level as well as the video podcast level yeah as envisioned by us right now here doing a video podcast yeah. you've been doing it for a while we are doing it now but this is also a very recent phenomenon this In is fact, not I'll go a step I'll go a, I'll I'll go a step higher here and even question why does Spotify have to exist. because is something yeah. that it's a realization oh, i, I came to recently because i have decided to discontinue my spotify subscription mm-hmm. uh partly actually irritated by the fact that heavyweight was discontinued <laughs> more than anything yeah. else right fundamentally principally it feels wrong to be paying money to a company that has killed my favorite podcast is how i look at it right uh, in fact the reason i even took a spotify subscription was because i started using a garmin smartwatch or a garmin fitness watch mm-hmm. and the only music that garmin would support and this was a watch that would allow me to actually sync playlists and listen to them while running but it only listen to it would only sync with spotify as one of the uh, you know platforms that's the reason i took and it that would not work with a free spotify subscription i have not realized that if you have a youtube subscri- a youtube subscription is the best subscription YouTube in the world the greatest thing it is the greatest thing in the world our, uh, missing coast uh, vidip who was busy today but i am on vidip's uh, family plan of you get six <laughs> people in that family plan he had used that he said do do one i used excellent it is, it it's a life changer some two years ago I, he gave it i said i don't really care about ads at all i have not seen an ad on youtube in the longest time and it changes your life it completely changes your life right it is i'll tell you how YouTube. it really destroyed me sorry uh, is i landed in portugal uh, two years ago about a month later my youtube premium stopped and i got a mail saying it seems you are outside your home market or whatever some that this thing i was yeah. like oh no my life is destroyed i started seeing ads you know suddenly so jarring you can't go back to the mail saying i have moved something this that and now it's restored but my part, and so i'm still on his plan but if it stops i'm going to pay it's very simple yeah youtube music then was an add on to that i anyway don't listen to music but i have got the youtube music app and i listen to that also whenever okay. i listen the, youtube has a bigger library of music than spotify ever will have yeah, yeah. by the way because every song is launched yeah. on on youtube yeah every song is launched on youtube yeah. and you don't really need spotify for podcasts right for, for spotify has also realized the exclusive strategy doesn't work so all yeah, spotify yeah. podcasts are available everywhere so regardless of whether podcasts are on youtube or not uh you can listen to them easily wherever you want to and for everything else youtube is the answer i am not a music listener but the big thing that spotify cracked when it cracked it was that entire playlist idea you are able to share your play which you can do on youtube also youtube does us like people got used to doing it there and now people got used to listening to it <laughs> part of it is just the habit of oh that's a place where i do this which all of these apps struggle right even youtube tried to do scripted content which like cobra kai couldn't survive on youtube and had to go somewhere else uh-huh. sometimes something just become the place where you use that thing even if other apps yeah. allow that functionality even if existing apps for the longest time have allowed that functionality for some reason you discovered that functionality here and then yeah. this is the place you do it and so see, google has been in the news playlist, people are sharing their playlists around which huh. they and and spotify double down right? spotify also Yes, it cracked Spotify that's... double down on it, right? But there's Spotify wrapped yeah. in other strategies. Yeah, yeah. So they they cracked also... that theme. Based on that, they were able to pull on a bunch of other things, and they became yeah. the dominant music listening app. For music listening, they said, "Now we want to become the dominant listening app." But now Which YouTube is, is mustering right? it from the side. Yeah, YouTube is doing what they did for their music. They moved their music people to podcast. What we just discovered discussed Correct. a little bit ago. YouTube is now saying all our YouTube watchers. 
we'll start uh, watching some podcasts and slowly exactly. we'll get the podcast creators to make video. Boom. And so done. they are taking this bunch. So you can't compete with YouTube at that point. So and it's a matter of yeah, images unless they figure something else out. Because Spotify now allows you to upload videos yeah. as podcasts. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yes. so that's Spotify trying to take on YouTube, which is the only one. Only one company is going to win that battle. Right. Mm. <clears throat> Google has been in the news for all the wrong reasons in the last uh, couple of weeks. Right. With mm. their launch of uh, Gemini uh, yeah, yeah. and all the shit that has been going around, and people have been uh, saying some very unsavory stuff about Google. I think partly justified about how the company has really slowed down and become a seemingly lazy behemoth that is sitting on its uh, laurels, uh, while you know other companies are probably moving faster. Uh, and to my mind, the fact that YouTube has just not gone and killed Spotify is another mm-hmm. example of Google just sitting there not doing anything. Because yeah, doing they just they just have to snap their finger and Spotify yeah. can cease to exist. Yeah. Right? There is no reason why YouTube cannot be the the destination for music and for listening. It's just that they don't realize that they can be it. Google should have been the Facebook. Google should have been everything. We have seen like ten versions of their social network coming and dying and all. No, so I, I can buy social, social network. network right? I can buy social network. Problem. See, social network is still a network problem. You need to get people. People are it your content. In a... You yes, but email is the not the way people. Really... Won, the reason WhatsApp won the yeah IM game is because it had because it was not email related. Fair enough. It was so. There's no but reason. The difference here is, but the, but but they, the difference here is. We're talking about the content game and yeah, specifically music content, right? Yeah, YouTube clean. already has yeah. 10x the content. So, yeah, yeah. Patreon is something we should talk about also. There Buy are me people, a coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are people making significant amounts of money on Patreon. Obviously, there is a wide gap between the Taylor Swift of a Patreon versus the average person. But there are people making significant amounts. And as we were talking about high podcast listeners, there's literally one podcast I pay for. That's Blank Check. I pay five dollars a month for the Blank Check Patreon. Yeah. So the one side I have the regular listening that I do, the free Blank Check anyway. Their Patreon feed also I listen to, which has separate special episodes. I looked them up recently when we were when we did this YouTube thing last month. I wanted to look up what will happen. By the way, I've set up our Patreon and all. It's a separate story. <laughs> but I I took the URL and everything else. Uh they are I think number four or five on. Patreon earners and uh, listeners, the estimate is somewhere near thirty thousand dollars a month. That's off funny. of Patreon. That is not counting the ad sales that you do, which is happening Correct. on the free. So on free, is... they're doing ad sales through Audio Boom, if I'm not wrong. But on paid, the uh, they're getting about thirty thousand dollars a month. No, what do you? No, this works. About? See, this works for the top hundred podcasts in the world, right? Yeah, uh, obviously it works for them. And you're talking about people who have like, you know, hundred thousand listeners, of which Correct. even five percent do like five dollars which... a month. Which they've built over a period of time, right? Spotify sitting, years, Spotify sitting in I their meeting rooms is not going to build a blank check out of the... Literally, yeah. they can't get a blank no. check out yeah. of the blue. Yeah, I met uh, Griffin when I was in UK. I went for one of his other podcast live recording and I spoke to him at the end of it. We sat and chatted. I said, I've started a podcast. So blank check is with Griffin Newman. I met yeah. him. David Sims, who's the Atlantic. This thing. I met Griffin and we chatted about some other. They had just done Danny Boyle and I had worked on... Uh, uh, another Danny Paul movie when I was at Searchlight. So we were chatting on some stories. I was like correcting some of the story, stories and all. So we chatted and he said, at some point we had to decide. I think this is a good way to end our conversation. He said, at some point we had to, like we were doing this, we were enjoying it. 
just like you spoke about when I was telling him that we were just enjoying and doing fun. At some point, we started doing it more often. We started spending more time slowly. Then, because David is a Atlantic uh, critic, uh, Audio Boom came to us and said, "You know, you have enough listeners. Why don't we take it over? We'll start selling as well." We, when we thought about Patreon and when we decided to go down that road, we then said, "This has to work. We have to treat it like work at some level." Yeah, this can no longer be the hobby on the side. Instead of treat it like work, we have to have one episode a week going on the Patreon because those people are paying money for it. It has to be something of value. If it means we have to, when we go on holiday, we have to bank like five episodes in advance. We'll bank, and you so hear be- that in the conversation. They are talking about, oh, this one's going to come out six weeks from now. They are literally right. like they have everything calendarized six months yeah. ahead. The only solution is to become one of the top hundred podcasts. Then monetization takes care of itself. Yeah. So really, the onus, the onus is not on the platforms, right? You want to create great content, yeah. go out and create great yeah. content. That's yeah. the solution, uh, yeah. because the long tail solution doesn't exist, exactly. which is probably true for every YouTuber as well, right? The people who really make money are the people with one million subscribers. If yeah. if you're at ten thousand subscribers, you're not going to get a check from Google. Uh, yeah. They're going to make the money uh, putting ads on your videos. So. Right, so that was us on the state of podcasting, which is going to be released as a podcast. As you would have figured out by listening to this, both Dodi and I are uh, strong haters of Spotify. So please go to Spotify, give us five stars for this podcast, and then promptly uninstall the app. And you can continue to listening to us on Podkicker, on Pocket Cast, or on any other podcasting mm-hmm. platform of your choice, as well as on YouTube and on YouTube Music. So, yes. bye everyone. See you uh, later. Bye bye.